And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, a look at the possible impact from a trade war between China and the United States, the fallout that could affect Saskatchewan producers. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougal Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougallauction.com. And South Country Equipment, your one stop for great service and a selection of agricultural precision ag and lawn and garden products. A possible trade war between the United States and China could have a serious impact on oilseed producers in Canada. The executive director of Soy Canada, Ron Davidson, prefers to see tariff-free trade to allow Canadian farmers to compete on a level playing field. He says there's a perception Canadian soybeans could pick up sales in China with a trade war between the U.S. and China. But he points out the U.S. is the largest producer of soybeans in the world and the second largest exporter. He adds China is the largest importer of soybeans, purchasing 65% of the world's trade in soybeans. We are a small player. Uh, we only produce about 7.7 million tons, whereas China is importing about 95 million tons per year. And therefore, we couldn't, even if we wanted to, uh, replace the United States um, in the Chinese market. And... Um, and even if we had more volume, of course, um, anything going out of the prairies this year is tied up in uh, transportation problems with the railroads. So we are already behind in our shipments, um, not even keeping up to where we should be. The other part of that is those American soybeans have to go somewhere. So they are going to, if they go into if they would still be exported to China, either the Chinese would be paying more for American soybeans or the Americans would be taking substantially less uh, for the soybeans with a 25% tariff, or there'd be some kind of a, um, you know, adjustment between those two levels, between the exporters and importers. Any case, what is likely to happen is a major uncertainty and disruption in the market where the U.S. will endeavor to sell soybeans into other markets that don't have an import tariff, including Canada and including the 70 countries to which we export. So what then happens is we would have not only a lower price for our Canadian soybeans in Canadian market, we'd also have a lower price for them in the other export markets. So it's not uh, straightforward. Um, soybeans have, have gone down a little bit um, last week um, after the, the decision or the announcement between the U.S. and China. So our preference by far would be that, you know, the two countries can work this out before those tariffs would go into effect and that we could continue to have um, normal trade in, in soybeans in the world market. Soybean acreage has shown steady growth, reaching a record 2.3 million acres in Manitoba last year and showing strong and steady growth in Saskatchewan. Davidson's has improved shorter season soybean varieties have led to expansion of acreage across Canada. He says it's a good rotation crop with wheat and canola, and farmers want more options in their rotation to avoid disease. As well, he says there's growing demand in the world market for soybeans. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart says the jurisdictional battle between Alberta and B.C. over a pipeline raises some serious concerns. Stewart says the dispute over the proposed expansion of the Trans Mountain Pipeline could have serious repercussions for the entire country, including the agriculture sector. 
This is a very important jurisdictional issue. Uh, you know, we all, every province in Western Canada and every person in Western Canada relies on uh, the Western ports to get our goods to market. And uh, uh, that cannot be fettered by political beliefs that change with the winds and come and go through time. Uh, we have to have open access to the ports uh, on the West Coast uh, to keep our economy alive, frankly. Most of what we produce in Western Canada is exported, and it's exported to the West. And uh, the Kinder Morgan thing is uh, a scary infringement on that uh, ability to get our products to market that uh, we haven't really seen before uh, for political reasons uh, by the government of British Columbia. And also, uh, of course, there's the issue of getting more oil in the pipelines and less on the rails uh, so that there's more capacity for grain and potash and other commodities. Uh, uh, that's very important, too. So this is a, this is a fight that's uh, wor really worth fighting, and we hope that the federal government uh, uh, doesn't lose their resolve in this. Uh, I think it's an important federal issue, too, to get this settled. The Trudeau cabinet this week held an emergency meeting to consider the situation. The prime minister says the federal government is looking at all options. This portion of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And brought to you by Precision Ag, the power of growth in Griffin, Carlisle, Carnduff and Odessa. Beef producers in Saskatchewan, Manitoba and Alberta saw a checkoff increase at the beginning of April. The new total for the beef checkoff is $4.50 per head, an increase of $1.50. The $2 provincial portion of the checkoff remains unchanged. The additional money goes to the national checkoff. Ryder Lee, Chief Executive Officer of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, explains where the money goes. Research is a big one, so we get to allocate um, how much of, of the money that Saskatchewan sends on to the national agency and uh, we, we send 30% of that goes to research at the Beef Cattle Research Council. So when you say research, it's everything from um, animal welfare, animal health, forage, breeding and productivity, some economics and policy things, the whole spectrum of things that we need to be looking into to either become more productive or, or be more competitive or to back up some of the things we say to government even. Lee says other provinces have also increased the cattle checkoff. The Maritimes moved ahead uh, over a year ago, and then on April 1st, Manitoba and Alberta moved ahead as well. BC's coming on this summer. Quebec collects much more than all the other provinces already. And uh, we're just waiting on, on Ontario, because when you collect the same checkoff across the country then you can collect that on imports. And right now we're only collecting that $1 um, in Ontario, so we collect that equivalent on imports as well. And when they move up, then we'll be able to collect the equivalent of, of $250, um, either per head for live animals, but generally it's on meat imports, and so it's a, a formula there instead of a per head amount. Lee says Ontario is considering some changes. There's a lot of conversations happening, absolutely. Whether it's the national organizations going to meetings and, and making their case, and that's what the National Beef Strategy has been 
about over the last oh, three plus years has been a look at, okay, what are these organizations doing? What do they need to do? And what would budget be to do that? And, and that's where the 250 amount for the national checkoff came from was that, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's what it's going to cost and move forward with that. So couple organizations will have to rejig their budget, whether it's Canada Beef on the promotion side and the Beef Cattle Research Council on on research or consumer affairs side of things on on that marketing. So there's some adjusting that has to be done, and that's unfortunate. And what we use the import levy for is, is just general promotion of beef. And you can't say Canadian beef with that money, but you can say, you know, here's how to prepare beef, here's nutrition information. The odd thing is, is those imports come in and compete with Canadian beef, and the the province that gets the most worked up about that is Ontario, but they've got to take care of their own business. Lee doesn't expect any changes in Ontario until next February. I don't think we'd see anything before... Um, their next annual meeting, which is always the third week of February, for them to change their checkoff, it has it's a constitutional thing that you know has to so much notice, so much discussion, and then two thirds of a vote, and and the kind of things that that don't spin up quickly. Mm-hmm. And 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 I can't point fingers there. It's taken a few years in Saskatchewan to get this done, and and most other provinces too didn't move quickly. And I think some of the other products that are out there, whether it's the supply-managed groups, change things fairly regular and fairly often, and and even some of the grain things change year to year. Beef has held pretty steady for quite a long time, so it's noticeably slow. Ryder Lee is the Chief Executive Officer of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornsson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hall as well. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading this morning. Canola gained 20 cents at 491.04. Oats increased 65 cents at 149.05. Number one red spring wheat dropped 58 cents at 242.77. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $260.08. Feed barley, 197.63. Flax, 462.84. Yellow peas, 244.54. Feed wheat, 189.58. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, May spring wheat is down five and three quarter cents at six twenty three and a quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia six four two fifty three fifty eight or Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of April tenth. It was Weyburn's turn for a regular sale last week. D one and D two cows sold from eighty five cents to ninety five cents. D3 cows sold from $0.70 cents to $0.85. Cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $1.02 to $1.22. We had a pre-sorted calf and yearling sale here last Monday. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.13 and sold up to $2.25. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.04 and sold up to $2.16. 
600 to 650 pound steers averaged $1.97 and sold up to $2.04. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $1.94 and sold up to $2.05. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.79 and sold up to $1.92. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.65 and sold up to $1.76. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.48 and sold up to $1.58. Heifers were about 20 to 25 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,500 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 108 to 127 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,500 heads, selling in a range of 111 to 127 per CKG. Ham's marketing cash hog price today is higher and forward contract prices opened mixed to higher this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar was up with the daily exchange rate at 1.2584. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 0.7934 cents US. US negotiated cash markets gained in value in yesterday's trade. However, wholesale pork prices have declined with the pork cutout value losing approximately 70 cents USD per hundredweight. US pork prices have declined to their lowest level in three years, while lean hog futures have maintained most of their value when compared against the cash market trend and have recovered more than 7% of their value since the lows last week. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Cloudy, 30% chance of flurries and risk of freezing drizzle. Windies 20, the high today minus 1. Windies 20, the low minus 13. Tomorrow, mainly sunny skies. Wind southeast 20, the high minus 4, the low minus 11. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high plus 4, the low minus 4. Melting again on Sunday with partly cloudy skies and a high of plus 8, the low minus 2. Partly cloudy Monday, the high plus 10. Chance of evening showers, the low plus 2. Tuesday, periods of rain, the high plus 7. Chance of evening showers or flurries, the low minus 2. Wednesday, cloudy, 60%. Chance of flurries, the high plus 1. The normal high is 11, the normal low minus 3. Sun rose 611, it sets at 747 tonight. On the roundup, Estevan plus 1. Saskatoon minus 5. Swift Current minus 2. Weyburn plus 1. Yorkton minus 3. Regina, light snow minus 1. That's 30 Fahrenheit, east at 15. Wind chill is minus 6. Humidity 85%, barometer rising 101.3. Fog and Moose Jaw, minus 1. Winds are from the east at 13. Once again, Regina, light snow, minus 1. That's 30 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.